You're listening to the Gateway Franklin Church Podcast. To learn more about Gateway Franklin Church, including our service times here in Franklin, Tennessee, visit us online at gatewayfranklin.com. And now, here is this week's message. Well, it's good to wear my Georgia, my Georgia shirt today. First time I got a chance to wear it was after the national championship game. You guys remember that, right? That was last year. That was, uh, I, mean, I, I was reminded that I said, um, so this is how Alabama fans feel. Um, I don't see a lot of, there's, there's a few Alabama stuff out there today. You know, I grew up not even like, I, I played some football, but baseball was my sport and I didn't know that, that college football existed till I went to college in the Southeast and then realized that there was a sport called college football that actually didn't turn out to be a sport. It seems to be its own lifestyle. There are several of you, I've seen some Titans gear, I've, the Detroit Lions over here, but Matthew Stafford, we'll take that, we'll take Matthew Stafford over there. Um, it's good to see everyone this morning. Um, it's, uh, it's good to be outside, it's been said that a couple times, we haven't been able to have a sunny day uh, to do this the last couple times we planned it, so I'm not sure what to do with all of this. Uh, but I've only planned um, an hour message today, so we ought to be, we ought to be in good... Good shape. So I wanted to kick off our, um, our family series in, you know, a, a very traditional southern family thing, you know, the, the idea of a tailgate and going to eat outside together today, play some games out here together, um, but to kick off this series called Seeds. Ancestry.com boasts 3 million active paying subscribers um, with 30 million DNA tests already sold. Um, I've known people and I have family members that have gotten eye deep in this Ancestry.com stuff. I'm sure there's nobody here, right, that's gotten deep into the Ancestry uh, thing. I I do get the draw. I understand the pull, right? The pull um, is what is our heritage? What is our heritage? Um, Looking back to kind of trying to discover maybe what our family tree is. So all month I'm going to be preaching a series dedicated to our family trees, but not your tree in your past, but your present tree and moving forward what that tree looks like. Here's the, the whole title of the series, Seeds, Every Family Tree Begins Somewhere. So don't get me wrong, our heritage matters um, because it informs, uh, it influences, but I want you to understand that your family history doesn't determine. It just influences It just informs. But your decisions you make now, the forward thinking that you do now, the actions that you take now, those are the ones that determine your family tree, your family health. Those are the things that determine your heritage. Um, Reading the, the Bible cover to cover allows you to pick out nuances that the, when you just think about a big story or a big theme, you kind of, you kind of lose. And when we, when I went into my sabbatical this year, um, I made the decision I was just going to pick it up and I was going to read the New Testament through in 40 days. And what that ended up doing was it put me in the Word for about 25 minutes a day. And I completed the New Testament in 40 days. And it's not like I hadn't read the Bible cover to cover before. But for some reason, in this, in this manner, in this time frame, it got my attention differently, if that makes sense. It wasn't a verse. It wasn't a chapter. I didn't read something out of the Psalms and the Proverbs and the Old New Testament. I was reading whole bits of narrative. I was reading whole stories together. 
And when I finished that 40, I said, well, I'm going to do that again. So I came out of the sabbatical and then did the New Testament again in 40. And I finished that 40 and I went, well, I guess I'll do it again. And then I thought there was a whole other section of the Bible that I might ought to get into. Well, I wasn't going to read that in 40 days. So I did the same math and it turned out 140 days would take me through the Old Testament with the same kind of daily commitment to take me through the New Testament. I'm, I'm only about 28 days from being finished with that 140. But it was out of, out of that reading is, came this series because I read this out of Genesis chapter 1, verses 28 and 29, and this was my kind of wow, aha moment for this whole series on family trees. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over all the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours and be yours for food. And I think this is the original life-giving passage we have. Everything leading up to these verses gives us God creates everything necessary to sustain life. So we get, we get dirt, we get oxygen, we get carbon dioxide, we get water, uh, we get the atmosphere. Everything to sustain life happens before these 26 verses. And then after these verses, then he starts giving life. Um, so what's the wow? The wow for me was that he didn't just give life, but he gave the ability to reproduce life. That everything that had life had the ability to produce life. Every seed, every living thing, there was a seed. And that seed then planted in good soil produced more life. So that's what this preaching series is. All about that seed. Um, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too long in this seed bearing well, where's, chat, where's page two? All right. That helps me from repeating page one. All right. Um, so here's the big takeaway for all year. I mean, for the rest of the series. Because all life can be traced back to the seed in the creation story of Genesis, every seed that follows carries life from a divine origin with a holy capacity. Every seed that has followed Genesis carries life from a divine origin with a holy capacity. So if, if the kids in, in the outside today, look at your mom and dad, and I want you to say to them, you are divine and holy. I want you to say that to, to all your... We already say that to our kids, so we don't have to say that to our kids, right? We treat them like they're divine and holy. It's not that we're God by no stretch of the imagination, but that every life carries this origin, this divine origin with this holy capacity. And most of the time we don't feel holy. Holiness is not um, no flaws. Holiness literally means to be consecrated and, and, and committed to God. So we all have this holy capacity that, that we have the ability 
to wrap ourselves up and offer ourselves to God for his service and use. It is God who makes us sacred. We're the ones who give ourselves to God. So what happened to all of that, all of that holy and divine seed? Well, there was something else sowed in the garden. There was the seed of sin that was sowed. And you don't have to read much further in the book of Genesis before the story starts to unravel. Satan plants his own seed in that perfect soil and those perfect conditions. And the seed he plants, as I've always liked to frame it, as the seed of God doubt. The seed of doubt. And he plants this seed. The sin was never the doubt. The sin was the action from the doubt. The, the doubt was the seed that he planted. This seed has a, has a demonic origin. It does, because he, he's the one that planted it. It has an unholy capacity. It has an emptying ability. It doesn't have a filling ability. It's an emptying ability. And it's a destructive purpose because it wasn't meant to preserve life or to push life forward, but actually to take life away. And doubt is like erosion. First, doubt can wash away seed, but doubt can also, when it is persistent, wash away all the soil that would hold the roots that the seed might produce. He starts with, did God really say that you would die? Doubt is very, very subtle. Do you really? That sounds extreme to me. Doesn't that sound extreme to you that you would, that you would die over I mean, you've been given all this other fruit to eat and all these other trees and like this one. Ultimately, the doubt that, that places that gets placed in all of our hearts is, is God holding out on me? Is there, is there a better life than the one he prescribes? And that's the doubt. And that's the doubt that weaves this destructive weed into the garden. But the devastating news is met with God. I love the fact that he deals with stuff face to face. He, he deals with this in such a manner that he gives his own seed and starts the process at the very beginning in order for life to take hold and take hold above all other kind of weedy kind of roots. And the consequences, it's unique. The consequences of, of this sin all deal with seed as well. Put it in the context. Man, you will have to then work the ground from here on out. It's going to be a challenge for you to grow stuff because now I've cursed that. Ladies, I haven't ever given birth to a child nor passed a kidney stone, which I've told is relatively close, closely linked together in its pain. But he said there will be pain in seed bearing. So it creates perfect seed. The enemy comes in to try to disqualify and discredit and, and, and take away the holiness of the seed. He redeems the seed, but then we still carry on this memory of what took place in the garden. And I love the fact that not only is mankind redeemed, the promise for all of creation is to be redeemed. Right? He says that, that creation groans in longing to be created new and that Christ even said that he's going to make all things new. There's going to be a bring back all the way back to Genesis. So the question, the, the modern question to us 
is where did your family tree, your spiritual family tree begin? Where did it begin? Did it begin with you? Could have. Did it begin with a father or a grandfather or a mother, grandmother? How, how far back does your spiritual tree grow, go or is your spiritual tree really now just gaining speed? Look, each of us have zero input on where we come from and we have zero input on what's been done to us. Those things are out of our control. But I've seen and you probably have experienced more times than not that those things can truncate a family tree. But we have 100% control on what we do now, the decisions we make now, how we raise our family now, how we live in front of our families now. We have 100% input on where we're going and we have 100% input on how we're going to get there. We all don't share the same challenges, but we all share the same opportunities. We all share the same connection or the ability to connect to that life-giving seed. Philosopher George Santayana said this, you'll recognize the quote, but probably not from him. So those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's been said in a lot of different ways over the decades. Um, the more truncated version is just that history repeats itself. Mark Twain didn't believe that completely, but Mark Twain said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So why does history repeat itself? Why would Twain say, well, it rhymes? And it's very simply, we only know how to plant what we are. We only know how to plant who we are. To, ch to change what we plant, we literally have to change who we are. Isn't it amazing how it seems addictions, certain addictions run through certain families? That abuse can seem to run in families. We have generational poverty. We have generational wealth. And those things seem to be connected to DNA, and they're not connected to DNA. They're connected to environments. They're connected to the soil in which the seeds planted. Each seed carries its own capacity for life, its own capacity for divinity, its own capacity for holiness. Serena Williams uh, just finished her last match on uh, center court at the U.S. Open in New York City. And I don't know how many tennis fans we have in here. Um, but Gene and I have watched, we've watched Serena basically her whole life. And, and um, she gets a lot of negative press on her court antics. And, you know, she deserves some of that. But I, I've also watched a number of men play um, professional tennis that, that have taken quite liberty as well. But I don't know if any of you have watched the movie Sir Richard. Anyone watch the movie Sir Richard? Any hands? So not enough hands. So I know that she was the editor or the director of the movie, so it's going to shine you the best light. But I'm telling you what, if you've ever seen a, a movie where a mother and father decided they were going to change the soil in which their family was planted, it's Sir Richard and the Serena and Ven Ven Venus Williams. I mean, this is straight out of Compton. This is determination. He wrote, Richard wrote, an, I think it was an 87-page manual of success for his girls. Now, again, he took a lot of flack on how he handled his girls. 
But when you watch then all of New York cheer a 25-year career of Serena, you know it works. But you can't change the history of your seed. You cannot change where you have been planted. But you can make choices and decisions for yourself. You can make choices and decisions for your kids that can literally plant a whole new tree. Um, I want you to know going into this month that you are good seed. And for the majority of you, that might not be much of a revelation and you're just ready to move on and eat the food. But I guarantee you there's people around you that you don't know all that well. But that is a continual struggle for them. Despite all outside appearances, there is this tussle with the inner person. And the, the entity that feeds those voices is the enemy himself. Still doing his best work on casting doubt. You're not really good seed. You're not really from good stock. This is as good as it's going to get for you. You see what you're dealing with? You see the, the fallout of these choices? Well, you should expect that because you're not really good seed. And I want you to hear me clearly today. You are really good seed. Because you carry life from a divine origin. And you have a holy capacity. The question will always be, what do we do with our seed? A lot has happened since Genesis. A lot of life has already happened to you. And you can't change your family history, but you can change your family heritage. You might not be able to change where you're planted, but you can change the composition of the soil around you. You can't change your roots, but you can put down additional root structures. One of my favorite places in the world is Hawaii, Maui. And just down the road, thank you. I thought you was going to use something to cover the mic to keep the wind from in, but it looked too heavy. Um, just down the road from uh, the Kapalua area on the northwestern coast of Hawaii, uh, Maui, is a little sea town called Lahaina. In Lahaina, there is a banyan tree. It was planted in the late 1800s. It was actually a gift from, uh, to commemorate the first Indian missionaries that went to Maui, went to Hawaii. And now this tree covers 45, the canopy's like 45 uh, feet long in, in, uh, in, kind of in width. It covers a quarter of a mile of a tree. And how it's able to do that is limbs of this tree are, uh, they, they send their own root structures down. So literally, you, this, this banyan tree uh, in the center of Lahaina is probably the size of, of these two sections of this building across. But, but every kind of limb that you see going out, here comes this other root. I don't know how long it takes for a, a root to grow from a branch, but it grows straight down into the soil and it's able to support that tree. We, it is not possible 
to change where you came from. And listen, I'll say this. If you've come from good stock and a good spiritual family tree, you still have to put down your own roots. You, you, can't, you can't depend on the roots that were put down for you. If you're going to spread out, you've got to put down your own roots. Seeds have to be careful. Soil has to be cultivated. Weeds have to be constantly pulled. The grass where you're sitting there was, was uh, Bermuda sod put in when we, when we did this, and it had more weeds. I, I think we paid for weeds and not Bermuda sod. And there's a guy in church with his, uh, his license with chemicals, and he's been working hard for a couple years, and it's taken a couple years to turn that into as good as it looks now when it was just crabgrass before. It takes consistent effort because the weeds of doubt and other weeds continually want to be sown in our family. The sobering news is that we each hold responsibility for our seed. We hold responsibility for the roots of our family. It's ours. And that's particularly more difficult in our culture today. Our culture today doesn't like taking personal responsibility. And we can spend our time casting blame. We can spend our time blaming someone else in our past and our history for where we are. Or we can get busy doing something different. You can get busy doing something different in your kids. And one of the steps that you've taken, you're here today at 10 o'clock outside You've taken a step in terms of being a part of Gateway Franklin Church. And, and I know it's me speaking, and I know I've, I'm, I'm biased, but this is good soil. There's good people sitting around you today with some amazing stories. And I know we get, it gets lost in our county of believing that people have histories or have stories, but they do. This morning I texted my aunt. My aunt is the matriarch now of our family from, from uh, my mom's side. And I asked her, I said, um, where, where, did our, where did our spiritual tree start? And it was my great grandmother, called her Grandma Lewis. And I said, well, what about, what about Granddad Lewis? And I met Grandma Lewis. I, I actually was small, but I remember Grandma Lewis. And they said, well, he died so young, we don't, we, don't, we don't know. But it was Grandma Lewis that took us to church. Well, then you trace it to my, it was called Nanny Carol. That was my mom's mom. And her husband was abusive to the kids, physically, sexually. He was an alcoholic. He left them. Um, Five boys and two girls and on their own in New Jersey to make their way. But she passed down seeds of faith. My mom, my aunt. My aunt tells me the story of during a service. She was, I think she said she was 17. And mom grabbed her hand and walked her down the altar on one particular Sunday morning. And said, it's time for you, sis. Interesting enough, on my, on, my, on my mom's side of the family, I'm the first man. To put down the seed. Thank God for moms and grandmoms. Tough as nails. Guys, we got a long way to go to toughen up. Unplanned, but I just see it too often. 
Fortunately for me, dad never, never made me feel less than. I remember him shining my shoes and giving me offering, but he wasn't going to go to church. But at least he didn't make me feel like that it was, uh, it was a, a, a bad thing to do. So I give my dad that credit. So gentlemen, I applaud you today that on a Labor Day weekend, and there's nothing wrong with the lake, and there's nothing wrong with the ball game, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But I thank God today you threw on a jersey and grabbed a chair and took your family to church today. And I hope before you leave, what I encourage you to do, introverts, raise your hand. Introverts, raise your hand. Wow. All right, extroverts, raise your hand. Okay, a lot. So, so a, word, a word to the introverts. Don't be afraid of them. Okay? Deep breath. Don't be afraid of them. Extroverts, recognize personal space. It exists. It's a thing. As soon as they start backing up, you know you have entered it. All right? Find the happy medium and have a conversation, maybe about your story. It can be emotional. I didn't expect on a Labor Day Sunday to cry in front of you talking about my family story of seeds. I don't know where that came from. But share a little of your story. Who was it in your family that you can recall that decided we're going to put our roots down in Christ? This is, this is where we're going to anchor our family. How did that get passed on? Because it gets challenged every generation. Every generation, it gets challenged. Who was the next person in the generation that said, no, I'm going to put down my roots too. I'm going to put down my roots too. And all this month, as we talk about the soil around our seeds, and then the family conference, the whole idea here is, is learning to be even, even stronger families together with stuff that's going on culturally right now. Some of the, um, the, the Friday night thing that we're going to do is think, think Nickelodeon without the mess. Um, and, and, and that's but for all of our families, not just for the young families. It's going to be for all of them. And the good, fun family night with a, me, a strong message. And then Saturday, bringing in a group called family who, Families Who Fight, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? Um, but tackling some of the cultural issues that moms and dads you deal with with your kids right now especially around technology and those kind of things. I'm going to put some people that have some expertise in that in our midst. There's going to be breakouts for our kids in the middle of all that as well. So it's, it's going to be really, um, I believe, as impactful as when we did our, our marriage weekend last, last year in the fall. And our hope is to do that every alternating fall between uh, a family conference and a marriage conference. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, I want you to sing this last song. We're going to come back up with a, kind of our response song. But the response is really to, to think a little bit about your seed. Thank somebody in your prayer. And if you're the first in your family, let me say thank you. Thank you for putting your feet down, your seed down, and saying, my family's going to be different it's going to look different. This is a long game. It's not a short game. It's a long game. Little things, little conversations, little decisions. I still remember waking up and seeing mom on her knees. 
Gina and I both said, we want our daughter to find us on her, our knees. I have all of mom's Bibles that I could collect. There's at least 15 of them. I know where all of them are. I still read devotions out of one of them. I still keep her handwritten note, written notes in the Bible. And I look forward to my daughter and my grandkids looking in my main Bible and seeing my notes where literally I write in here, wow. And literally I write in here, what? Like, what in the world? Where is that from? All those things. So Father, we thank you for your goodness today that's brought us to this place on this morning. Thank you for the seeds and the roots that were put down ahead of us. And Lord, we declare that we're putting them down additional roots, more seeds, paying attention to that soil. Lord, we want this family spiritual tree to continue. And Lord, I pray let Gateway be good soil for other families. Families that are struggling through what's been done to them and where they've come from. Lord, turn this into the largest, best nursery greenhouse that could possibly be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Again, to learn more about Gateway Franklin Church, find us online at gatewayfranklin.com. Thanks for joining us today.